The Rogue Valley Roleplayers Podcast is an affiliate of Battle Bards, an online resource of music, sound effects, and all sorts of other audio goodies that you can use in your own games and shows. Head on over to BattleBards.com and check out their wide assortment of tracks. And if you like what you hear, be sure to pick up a Prime membership. And don't forget to use our promo code, RVRPODCAST, when you do. Thank you for tuning in to this episode, listeners. Here's a quick word from some friends before we get started. Stolen Dress Entertainment is proud to present Of Dice and Dens, a D&D podcast starring Elishana the Cleric, Navia the Centaur Fighter, What's his name? A human cowboy with a terrible memory. Grin, the Hobbit Rogue. Biznik the Gnome, Warlock. And me, Dan, your Dungeon Master. If you enjoy action... Does that mean the man who course can just walk right out? Oh, shit. <laughs> yeah, you hear roaring? Deception. Don't worry about her. She's actually two people <laughs> dressed as a centaur. Magic. Could Eldritch blast the lock? Son of a bitch. Did you nab it? Four chickens appear on the ground next to Navia. And carpets. Fiznick wants everybody at his house to look at his rug and talk about some Whoa, stuff. whoa, wait a minute. Is this a good old-fashioned rug warming party? <laughs> it is! Holy shit, I'm in. <laughs> yeah, let's, let's go. go. Then check us out at odndpodcast.com or wherever pods are casted. Hello and welcome listeners to the Rogue Valley Roleplayers. My name is Ben. I am here with Rosemary, Austin, Ed, and Nick. And we are ready for a frightful and horrifying episode of Wrath of the One Shot. Uh, It's Friday the 13th, March, uh, and we are going to play an episode of Alien the RPG, which as of this recording is a fairly new game. It's only been out a couple months. Um, But yeah. In space, no one can hear you scream. Once again, my name is Ben, and tonight I am the game mother. That's fucked up. Yeah. My name is Rosemary, and I am playing Cat Holmes, a roughneck. I have also only seen Alien once. In theaters, though. Yeah. On the 40th anniversary, it was awesome. This is Austin playing Lance Hansley, who is a comtech engineer. Alright, I am Ed, I am playing Ricardo Diaz, the captain of this here ship, and yeah, I was thinking we were playing Aliens, the role-playing game. Oh no. Not Alien. It's Alien. I really wanted to play Vasquez. <laughs> but here we are, I'm going to play this guy. That's going to be awesome. I am Nick S, and I am playing Ludwig Strauss, the pilot of the ship. You know, before we uh, we jump into the uh, actual adventure proper, let's introduce our crew. We've introduced ourselves and who we're playing, but let's let's find out who our crew are. You're all uh, crew on board the uh, uh, USCSS Asmodeus or Asmodeus. Pronounce it however you will. A battered old CM88H Bison uh, 
Star Freighter, uh, the same class of ship as the infamous Nostromo, uh, which hopefully everyone here is familiar with, and hopefully everyone listening to this is familiar with. Listeners, if you have never watched Alien, stop listening right now. No, he doesn't mean that. Keep listening and give us a review, please. Well, yes, do that, <laughs> but go watch Alien. <laughs> it's a great movie. Uh, yeah, let's uh, let's start with the captain of the uh, USCSS. I can't ever remember the name. The, As- the Asmodeus. The captain of the Asmodeus. Let's meet the captain. Oh, we're meeting the captain. What yeah. do you want to know? Are we playing 20 questions? We, uh, <laughs> yes, but without the 20 questions. Uh, uh, I want to know kind of your personality, outlook on life, um, relationships with the crew, and physical description as well. Well, yeah, I'm, you know, probably a middle-aged man at this point. Like, I'm definitely, like, most of the crew is probably younger than me. But, yeah, I've been I've been doing this quite a while. And, yeah, I'm, like, pretty no-nonsense because I know what I'm doing because I've done this for forever and some of y'all are new and all that. But at the same time, you know, it's not all business. We have some fun on our ship. And, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, let's jump over to the XO. What would you like to know? Uh, same, the same things I asked uh, asked the captain there. Physical description, kind of your, you know, your demeanor, your personality, your relationships with the rest of the crew. I mask my depression with a good, friendly demeanor. I try to be friends with everyone and make good relationships with everybody on my ship. I am five foot eight, so short. <laughs> Fuck it. I have my long black hair that is pulled into ponytail and blue eyes. Fuck you. You can't play me. Also, I don't have long hair or that accent. I'm not playing you. And uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm young-ish, but uh, I've been a pilot for quite some time and uh, I really enjoy the job. <laughs> Uh, let's visit our, our roughnecks, the uh, the engineers of the ship, the the team that does the the heavy lifting, the real work, uh, the ones that keep this this rust bucket of bolts going. Well, I say there's not a ship I haven't met that didn't just need a good kick to get her going. My name is Cat Holmes, and I'm a very no nonsense kind of person. Just get the job done. Move on to the next task. Efficiency is the mark of a good ship. I often have a mug of coffee. And... Yeah, I think that's... Oh, she, uh... I think she's like five... Six. She's got blonde hair. Longish that she keeps kind of braided back like a neat efficient braid and blue eyes yeah and well i'm lance hansley and i just turned 63 a couple months back mostly keep to myself uh tend to keep quiet just keep my nose down do the work they know i'm dependable after all they send me off to do something it gets done uh, I always wear the same pair of dirty tan shorts with a little blue shirt up top. It's comfortable. I'm used to it. It doesn't take too long to wash. It's a pretty small load. Excellent. I love it. 
Uh, and Marcus Strahd is the fifth member of the crew. You're a little short-handed on this ship. You don't have uh, a science or medical officer. Um, and you don't have, like, a... I don't know who the seventh... I'm sure not having a medical officer will be fine. Sure. Yeah, it hasn't been so far. You've, you've scraped by. And who needs science? Exactly. You're, you're, you're a freight truck, you know? Yeah. <laughs> science is overrated. Mm-hmm. I can't believe I just said that. <laughs> <laughs> but Marcus Strahd is the fifth member of your crew, and uh, he's the, uh, the corporate suit of the ship. He's the one that arranges the jobs. Uh, he reports back to the Wayland yutani Corp when uh, you've finished a run and tells you where you're going next. Uh, he's, a, he's a friendly guy in a very sterile, clinical sort of way. <laughs> you know, he doesn't... Uh, he, he sits, he eats with you, he goes into hypersleep with you all. He'll even grab a cup of coffee or a, a mug of Aspen beer or whatever with you, but it's just always slightly detached, you know? Kind of you know, keeping his distance. Maybe he's got his eyes set on uh, larger horizons, and he doesn't want any attachments to hold him down or something. You don't know. Um, Marcus Strahd. What does he look like? Uh, describe a feature of Marcus Strahd. What color is his eyes? Brown. Brown. All right. Uh, like coffee brown. Coffee brown. All right. I like it. Uh, what uh, nationality is he? Ed. Uh, Lithuanian. Lithuanian. Interesting. All right. Cool. Uh, what color hair does he have there, Austin? Uh, he's got gray hair, but he has like some slight blonde highlights on the left side just to make him look a little more modern. All right. So he's a little middle age, probably. Yeah. Or on the older side of middle age. Uh, any other distinguishing features for Marcus Strahd? He's got thin lips. Thin lips. All right. Also, that thing on his face. Oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> the face hugger? The not face hugger. Yet. Not yet. Yes. Not there yet. That'll come later. Yep. Don't worry. <laughs> All right, let's start this shindig. So, the name of this adventure for y'all is The Beast of Dagon 5. You named the planet after a Lovecraft creature. Fuck yeah. (laughs) Dagon 5, a storm-racked, miserable ball of water on the edge of the frontier. A small mining colony... (laughs) Sorry, I just thought of the fire swamp from the Princess Bride. Sorry. (laughs) I don't know how that reminded you of the fire (laughs) swamp. You're like... It's... Miserable ball. And I was like, well, I'm not saying I want to build a vacation, but the trees are actually quite lovely. <laughs> let's, let's try this again. A miserable ball of water on the edge of the frontier. A small mining colony was established there some 12 years ago to exploit the ocean planet's wealth of petroleum and metal ore deposits. Given the remote location of Dagon 5, the colony's corporate sponsor, of course, Wayland Yutani, leaves a refinery barge in orbit. The colonists fill the barge to capacity, and in exchange, uh, Wayland Yutani sends supplies and an empty refinery for them to fill again. Which is where you come in. You've spent months in, hype, in the hypersleep pods of the USC SS Asmodeus, a battered old CM88H bison that's been patched and cobbled together so many times that you're pretty sure the only original component is the nameplate. Uh, the run to Dagon 5 is a long haul for sure, but otherwise, it's a guaranteed milk run. Too far out for pirate activity, and from what you've heard, the colonists do all the unloading. 
just keep the boat in one in one piece, land the same way, and then sit back and have a smoke while a bunch of dirt kissers do the hard work. Shouldn't be any trouble at all. Woohoo! Oh, great. Sounds like my kind of job. Yeah. Eh, sounds boring. Boring money's the easiest kind, though. That is true. Yeah. So, uh, we pick up as, uh, your hypersleep pods activate and awaken. Uh, you're all dehydrated and starving and no small bit of disoriented as, uh, you come up from months and months of suspended animation. (gasps) Does anybody else need some water? I will go get some for everybody. I could use some coffee. I can get coffee, too. <laughs> Second that, Marcus Stroud, whatever his name is, says. Milk and mine, please. So, you start defrosting some of those little juice boxes. I like those pretty well. I, I will get refreshments for all. Not a problem. Well, good job, pilot. Or, what is your name? <laughs> good job, little Yeah, get us our food. And water. Yeah, you all uh, you stumble out. You get you get your clothes on, and you make your way to the galley. So here, you go from cryo right here over to the galley. Um, the food sucks, and the company charges you for it. Um, uh, so you pay for your own meals, and it's all a lot of freeze dried uh, stuff, some weird noodles, things like that. Uh, pretty tasteless, <laughs> but. Sure. It's nutritious. I'm sure I'm used to it by now, so I've just kind of grown to like it. Yeah, you're all probably fairly accustomed to it. You're all seasoned spacers. On the bright side, though, the coffee's free. Oh. Yeah, I grab a mug and just fill it, like, mostly with coffee, but also with a little bit of milk. And then she stirs it and staggers over to the table and sits. All right. Uh, describe the galley. Um what have you, what has your crew done to kind of personalize the Asmodeus? Uh, Lands has a little puppet that his daughter made for him that he's hung up um, on the wall, and it kind of looks like a gremlin. <laughs> I love it. I've got maybe some posters of Slayer. Okay, sweet. <laughs> Some really vintage old. Yeah. Uh, Got posters. some just vintage metal posters. Beanbag chairs. They're cozy. It lets the crew relax. Totally. I've got a strange collection of like small toys, like tops and things like that. Okay. <laughs> cool. All right. I like it. Um, yeah. So you're all, you're sitting there, you're eating. Um, and, uh, Captain, you, you see a little uh, light goes up that indicates that uh, Mother wants to talk to you. All right. Uh, is it like a private call thing? Or yeah. Is it there's, just a... So uh, looking back at this map, so off the bridge, there's a little antechamber, or not an antechamber, but a small chamber or vestibule that contains the ship's AI, which is Mother. And there's like a, a chair that you can go into. Only you have access to Mother. Okay. Like everyone has like various levels of access but you're the only one who has full access to all of mother's data oh okay 
uh, you and quite possibly uh, Marcus Stroud, but he doesn't actually get to go inside the vestibule. Wow. All right. Uh, yeah, I'll go in there and be like, what is it, mother? All right, yeah, you, you go in there, you sit down in the chair, and uh, all these, uh, you know, uh, for us in the real world, very old, archaic uh, computers start, you know, clicking, clacking, and uh, this uh, this old, um, what is it, CRS? Uh, CRT. CRT, thank you. CRT screen starts displaying uh, a bunch of uh, data for you, um, and basically you find that uh, you're a few days out from the Dagon 5 colony, uh, which, you know, they could have gotten a little closer before Mother woke you up out of hypersleep, but apparently the navigational arrays have been damaged in a micrometeor storm. Hmm. So, to our ship? Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, is this fixable? Uh, yes. Okay. It'll just require some work. It'll definitely require an EVA. Is extravehicular activity. All right. Someone, someone's got to go yeah. outside. What is that? All the information I'm getting right now. Um. Yes. Okay. Yeah. I'll I'll gather the crew and I'll tell them like we are five days away from Dagon Five, and well, unfortunately, uh, there's some with problems with the ship that need to get fixed. Problems. What kind of problems? The navigational array has gotten hit by some some kind of space debris out there. Oh, geez. Is it your turn, Cat, or is it mine? I don't remember. I think it is my turn. Oh, that's good. You get to stay warm today, sounds like. I'm just going to go out and kick the array panel. I'm sure that will do the job. Why don't you bring tools and actually, you know, work on shipping? Just in case kicking doesn't work. Tell you how to do your job? Every other day. <laughs> no, she, she's just joshing with you. Uh, she's going to bring some tools out there. Don't worry. Here's what you've got aboard uh, the Asmodeus, uh, as far as gears and equipment goes, uh, is for the captain to uh, dispense as he so oh. pleases. Look, I uh, we should have some sort of toolkit here on board. I can take that yeah. out with me. We have a power loader. Awesome. Well, you're probably going to need a is this a space suit. Do we have more, more than one? Oh, wait. No, that's a gun. Uh, you should suit. have five space suits. Okay. I don't know if I actually wrote that out five freaking times, but you have five of them. Uh, uh, doesn't say it, but that makes sense. So, yeah, I got like a cutting torch here. I will a harpoon grappling gun. Need that. Need I don't that. know if we need that out there yet. I definitely need that. But yeah, so there's a cutting torch. We have like an incinerator, a bolt gun. We need all those. A power loader, which yeah. I think is that like the thing that yeah. Ripley at the end. Yeah. Yeah. That will be key to fixing the navigational array. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Cash is going to take all the equipment. Like, I'll probably. T- <laughs> I need this service pistol. Well, for and some do reason. we? All, yeah, like service pistols. Do we all have service pistols? No, there's only we, one service. I need one. that to intimidate so that, the navigational array. It just seems like the captainy kind of thing. Can I roll Comtech to figure out what supplies she needs to fix the array? No, you don't need to roll that. Uh, probably the bolt gun is going to be the most useful tool uh, oh, really? for that. Single shot construction tool, yeah. The power loader. 
and um, a cutting torch. Yep. So, with the exception of the the compression suits, there you have one of each of those items. Oh, so there's a compression suit for everybody on board the ship. So we got one incinerator unit, one power loader, and the grappling gun is one, or what? The grappling gun is one, yeah. Okay. May I take the grappling gun in case I get separated from the ship? I can grapple back to it? Because that's how space physics work? Uh, sure. Yeah. I mean, for now, most of the weapons are just, yeah. Yeah, like, I, I don't think I would hold on to the flamethrower. It's there. We all know about it. You all know how to use it. Yeah. I don't know if anyone is... Don't look so excited, cat. <laughs> it's a flamethrower. That's key to fixing the navigation. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, if if you're going, like, if you want to use these two things, go fix it. Yeah. What is it? The... It's a cutting torch and the bolt gun. Okay. What happens if I get separated from the ship? Bye. Yeah, I want the grappling gun, too. And how much of this can she carry right now? That's also a... Uh, what are the weights on all of those? And then what's your strength? My strength is five. One, 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 one. One for everything. So you can carry up to five uh, one-weight items. So, yeah, I could take all five all right. of them. Then, yeah, if that's what you need to go out and fix it. Then you have all that. I don't want to float off into space and die. Oh. That's Instead, why, in fact... So I was going to kill the first character. I will never go into outer space because of that possibility. <laughs> and because I majored in English literature. Yeah. Oh, come on, Kat. I know you're pretty tough. You tell me you're scared of just going out in space and fixing a little array. Would you like to go out and fix it, Lance? It's your turn. <laughs> uh, she will kind of resentfully shove her chair back from the table, grab her mug of coffee, and be like, I want to go suit up. Have the equipment ready for me when I get back. All right. I'll get it ready. And he does. Uh, yeah, we're buddies. <laughs> Thanks, Lance. Yeah, you suit up. Uh, Captain, are you like kind of going to the helm to keep tabs while one of your crew is on EVA? Uh, yeah, probably. Okay. Um, where are you, Ludwig? I was thinking about going to the bridge, I guess, mm-hmm. and you know, getting ready to do pilot things. Okay. So you're also up there on the bridge. Uh, Lands, you you get the gear ready, and then what are you up to? I think he's gonna be nearby the airlock where she's going out in case something goes wrong, and he needs to like crank her back in or something. Okay, but he's also gonna be like tinkering on like a a faulty radiator nearby, so he's not paying full attention. And he figures this is pretty basic, so why would he need to? Right. Uh, let's see. What is Marcus doing? I feel like Marcus doesn't do much. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so like he's a guy that doesn't really do. A he's whole probably lot. like, all right, you all do that. I'm gonna stay here. I'm gonna drink another another couple cups of coffee, and I'm gonna smoke some cigarettes. That's what I'm gonna do. And he congratulates us. You're doing great. Yep. You're all doing good. Good work. Good work. I'm gonna just <clears throat> take a take another sip of my coffee and uh, eat some more of this. Uh, well, we call it food. <laughs> Um, all right, Kat, you cycle through the airlock and you find yourself, uh, you know, the, the outer the outer airlock doors open, 
and you're staring out into that inky, black, starry void. There's no sound. You There's kind of a little feedback from the comms in your suit helmet, but other than that, it's just deadly silent out there. Uh, do the space suits have, like, built-in comms with them? Yeah. Okay, she's gonna look around for that odd sound. The ship's squeaking again. I knew I should have oiled it before we left. So you see that, uh, that inky black starry void stretched out before you. I think I just take a moment to look into that black void. And then I activate the comm. And just say, Lance, you reading me? Uh, yeah, wh- uh, what's up? Just checking to make sure this thing's working. Yeah, alright, um, it's working. You need me to help you out or anything? Grab anything? I don't, I don't know what that would be, but... No, just stand by. Uh, I want to go kick the navigational array. Hey, uh, th- are those lights on out there? Uh, yes. Alright. Yeah, um, might take me a sec to get back to you. I'm gonna kind of reach in here. I'm trying to fix that, uh, you know that radiator on deck B? Trying to get that one fixed. Well, I need you to be on the screens, though, because as I calibrate the array, I'm gonna need you to give me the numbers. Well, it's gonna take you, like, a good two or three minutes to get up there. Alright. It's not gonna take me too long. Listen, I fixed this last time. I'm telling you, it's, it's not a big deal. Look, if you fixed it last time, then it should be fixed. But I gotta go fix it again. I need you to read me the numbers. I gotta know when it's in alignment again. The flange has gotta be in alignment. Yeah, okay, I'm gonna go get the sheet. Uh, get back to you in just a sec. Alright. He reaches into the <laughs> radio, just trying to fix it real quick. <laughs> she's gonna... Um, you, is it like she's attached by like a hook? Like how does she move around outside the spaceship? Is it magnets? Uh, like- there's definitely, I think, a tether that you've clipped on okay. that's attached. But you've also got like magnets in your boot that are adhering you to the hole. Okay, so she's gonna make her way, you know, carefully across the hole, looking to- for the navigation. Yeah, you have to go to the the nose of the ship. Uh, it's a it's an arduous task. You know, you kind of. Uh, lift your leg hard to disconnect one foot from the hole. Step forward, clunk, clunk, clunk. Maybe a little magnetic sound that I can't do with my my mouth, face, and voice. Um, and uh, yeah, you know, you're you all you hear is just the sound of your own breathing uh, in the <laughs> in the ball of your your helmet. Uh, and eventually, you. Uh, you clear. Uh, you, you get clear of the the under uh, whatever side of the ship you're you're on the airlock. I think there's like two different airlocks on each side. Uh, you get to the bow of the ship and you see the navigational array. And uh, yeah, it's been uh, pockmarked and damaged by probably micrometeors somewhere in transit. Okay, so the navigational array. This is what I'm picturing in my head. Something that looks kind of like solar panels almost. That. Are navigating. I think it's more like a, 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 a like a radar spar, uh, and maybe some other sensitive uh, sensory equipment. Okay. Uh, basically, stuff that's meant to to help the ship uh, basically fly uh, through Atmo. Yep. She's gonna tap the activate the comm. Say, yeah, Lance, it looks pretty beat up out here. 
definitely some sort of meteor strike. Okay, so I got the here. I got the paper here. You you want to do the full rigmarole, or you just want to cut through the bullshit on this one? Well, I want to get in and take a closer look first. Well, yeah, it's like leads you through it. Gives you a bunch of steps. You want to follow the steps? I or... could do those steps in my sleep. Yeah, all right. But regulation says we gotta read through them one by one. <laughs> Yeah, well, you're the one that's going to be out there, so it's up to you. You want me to read through the steps? No. All right. Well, then the first thing you should probably do is you're going to want to look in panel A. It's the one that has the A carved on it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's, like, already pounding this panel open. Uh, So go ahead and give me a heavy machinery roll to uh, repair. And this is going to be a two-part... Uh, repair here. So heavy machinery to fix the physical navigational array and then someone's going to have to get on the bridge do a comtech roll to uh, basically recalibrate it. Uh, I'm just kind of pounding on it so I'm not actually using gear at this point. So then you wouldn't add any bonuses for gear dice. Okay, so eight dice. Ew, no sixes. Do you want to push that roll? You'll take a point of stress. I feel like not being able to open a panel isn't very stressful. Well, this is the full repair. This isn't just opening a panel. Oh. So if I don't push it... Then you fail. Then the ship just isn't repaired? Right. I can't try to repair it again? Right. Sure, let's push it then. All right, so go ahead and mark uh, a point of stress. And then I have something called true grit. So you can push strength-based skills twice instead of once. Yep. So if you uh, if you you're pushing this once, so if you fail again, you could try and push. It's going to be another point of stress. Um, or if you kind of want to just get more successes, you could also keep pushing that. So uh, yep, there you go. Add a stress die, and let's see what happens. What if I don't roll any sixes on this? Well, then you fail. That looks like a six. All right, so uh, how does this, you know, how does this repair? It's a fairly m- uh, mundane, routine repair. You know, uh, how does this go awry that you have to kind of, you know, push yourself a little harder? You get stressed out by it. What's I think going I'm on? going to like straighten one of the things and I just like hammer it right off the ship. Okay. And then I have to like reach out and like grab it before it floats off. Okay. Let me let me modify that. Maybe instead of like losing the the spar or whatever, you're you're trying so hard to bend this piece back into place uh, that you actually accidentally break free of the ship and you uh, you go flying off into the void. And if it weren't for that tether, oh, okay, uh, you would have been <laughs> lost in space. That's not the game we're playing. I know. <laughs> Yeah, you. She's probably got an open comm at this point with Lands. You know, she's like talking shit with him and being like, "Oh man, what are you gonna spend your money on when we get planet side?" What money? Right. <laughs> Barely making anything. And in the background, you can kind of hear her like pounding at this metal, and then you just hear this like, "Oh shit!" Uh, you all right? And you kind of hear this like heavy breathing as she's like scrambling to get, Try and get yeah. purchase and then yeah. 
you know, grabbing onto your uh, your tether. Yeah. Do we all hear comms? Uh, yes, you definitely all hear comms. There's no private comms. Oh, I did not know yeah. that. That's I, good to know. That's why I'm up. I'm, I've been listening to comms the whole time. <laughs> Shaking my head. <laughs> Are you all right? Wait, we don't have private comms. Uh, no. I'd hear Marcus. No. Yeah. No, you don't. We've been over that before, Lands. Uh, I'm fine. Just a, a little, uh, little slip. That's all. You be careful out there. We do not want to lose you. Hey, hey, uh, just real quick sanity check for you. Are you still hooked on to the crank? I can crank you back in if you are. Uh, that's uh, affirmative. Is all the right. repair done, though? Is it done? Do I have to make another roll? So, uh, no, you don't have to make another roll. This is happening in the middle of the repair. So, you know, Lance cranks you back in, which is probably an uncomfortable process as you kind of smack a little uncomfortably into the side of the hull. Easy on the crank in there, Lance. Listen, this crank doesn't go easy. It just goes. <laughs> and then you, uh, you know, you stomp your way back across the hull yeah. over to the navigational array, and then you paid enough for this. You, finish uh fixing the pieces patching it up getting it you know back into a, a state where you can safely uh fly through atmo and make your landing but now we go to the next part of this so you get back inside i the mean ship. was there anything kind of a, like unusual about that or did it just look like a meteor strike yeah it just looked like it had taken like you know micro meteor it wasn't like oh a meteor strike and i'm looking at it, i'm like this is like but teeth you, marks you find this uh this odd fleshy leather pod kind of embedded no <laughs> bringing that onto the ship <laughs> check out what i found you guys <laughs> so yeah you get the navigation you physically repair the navigational array but now you got to recalibrate it so now we're going to smash cut to lands you're up on the bridge uh accessing you've probably kicked ludwig out of his seat so you can access the the array and code it excuse me luddy very well then get to work Okay. He uh, sits down at the uh, captain's seat and kind of like actually fucks with the ar- armrests a little bit to get more comfortable. <laughs> the pilot's seat, rather. Um, and he starts tapping quickly on the little computer screen, um, inputting uh, one of the codes that he's supposed to memorize for this kind of reset situation. Okay. Uh, go ahead and roll a com tech there. Um, I got two sixes. All right. Yeah, um, I think he shows off then a little bit. Okay, how do you show off? Um, <laughs> he uh, kind of motions to, uh, sorry, your name, Ludwig, to come a little closer so he can show him something. What is it? You see that little uh, switch on the right-hand side there? Yeah. Um, you got that switch to, uh, call it like cruise mode. It's actually using more power on the ship than you need to. It's supposed to be more comfortable. You're not supposed to do that. Click. That's better? Yep. That's how we're supposed to do it. Fine. I know my job. That's a good catch there, Lance. Most of these young punks, they don't really know. They don't understand things like that. They don't want to learn it, it seems, sometimes. Yeah, well, um, (laughs) thanks, Captain. I'm sorry for complaining over the comms earlier. Just, you know, shit talking a little bit. I didn't mean anything by it. Didn't know you were listening. Well, 
it's not the first time that's happened. I mean, how do you, how, how do you keep forgetting that everything you're saying is recorded? He knows that how to turn the switch for the, con- the c- cruise control on and off, but he doesn't know that the comms are not private. It's not cruise control, Hans. It, you're not Hans. What's your name again? Ludwig. <laughs> yeah, it's freaking not, Han Solo. It's not cruise control. It's it's cruise mode. You flip it on, it uses a little more, uh, they don't call it horsepower on these, these machines, but you know. Whatever. <laughs> You're the pilot. Anyway. Are these calibrated? Can I get back inside? You are inside, aren't you? I think I'm still at the navigation array. Yeah, yeah, you can come inside. Everything is good for you, Cat. Come on in. Do I need to order you inside? I, I got some hot coffee for you. She's gonna... If it's if the Paris fix, it's calibrated... Yep, then yep. she'll make her way in. All right, I'm coming in. Freaking Captain Ricardo sitting up in this freaking chair. Oh, your, the your, comms, your comms are still alive. <laughs> you both have a terrible memory about the comms being on. <laughs> Listen, uh, fixing the comms can get pretty stressful. Uh, you know, go easy on her, please. Uh, I had the to comms do that were broken. Had to do it last time. Navigational array. Do you even know your job? <laughs> Listen, the navigational array is worse than the comms. Now it makes sense why they don't think the comms are working. <laughs> look, look, they just got out of hypersleep. We can cut them a little slack. You're lucky she didn't make it worse. <laughs> I am going to make a report in my file on this to the company. Oh, wait, comms. Ah. <laughs> I heard that. <laughs> Son of a bitch. I don't like that the comms are shared. <laughs> I feel like that's a bad thing. Uh, no, I mean, it's a corporate-owned ship, so hell yeah, the comms are all shared. There's no such thing as privacy on this boat. Alien, the role-playing game, is the property of Free League Publishing and uses the Year Zero engine. You can find more of their products at freeleakpublishing.com. Music is provided by co.ag, and sound effects are by BattleBards. You can find links to all of the above in the show notes. Thank you for joining us for this episode, listeners. If you enjoy what we do, please consider leaving us a review, and don't hesitate to reach out to us on Twitter at rvrpodcast, or email us at rvrpodcast at gmail.com, or join us on our Discord server, Y'all stay safe and have a wonderful whatever time of day it is for you, and we'll catch you next time.